Number 11, Marco Reus, Borussia Dortmund. You are listening to the Tyler Dunn Soccer Show and joining me on the line, his name is Mark. He is from Miami and he runs the BVB Miami Twitter account. How you doing today, Mark? Pretty good. And yourself, man? Uh, I can't complain. Uh, it's a beautiful Saturday. Uh, the football's back. Uh, the Bundesliga's back. Yes, Dortmund, Dortmund's back. And as the official Dortmund podcast of America, I'd like to take this moment to say good job to the boys today a 3-0 victory over Wolfsburg it's match week one Byron played yesterday today it was Dortmund's opportunity to come out and give a performance and how does it make you feel that the Bundesliga and Dortmund you know itself is back in your life every single week oh, it feels great man you wake up on a Saturday morning put on a couple games get a coffee and just relax you enjoy the beautiful game not soccer so now Dortmund's back, the Bundesliga back. It just makes your day better. It makes Saturdays better, and your Manchester United's back too, and they kicked off the season pretty well. So it must be good for you too. You know, it's been a good morning. As everyone knows, I'm based here in Chicago, so when the early matches for, like, the Premier League start, it's a 6.30 kickoff for me. So I get to bed at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm up at 6.20 running downstairs and then turning the game on, and I was thankful that my team, United, uh, put in a good performance because there's days you wake up at 6.30 in the morning and you get a 0-0 draw and you think to yourself, man, that two hours of sleep would have been... Especially last season. Yeah, especially last season. Two, a, uh, it, that could have been two extra hours of sleep, but today was different. And it was great to see Dortmund back as well. And it's, you know, I was sitting there and I was texting a couple of Dortmund fans and I'm like, man, they looked really good. A lot of young players are out there and they're all looking good. They're all getting this good little bit of a rub and... You know, they're away from Wolfsburg, kind of struggled last season to get points away from home. So it was really good to see them, you know, come out and put in this performance. Was Dortmund really that good today, or was Wolfsburg just that bad? Because I'm watching the performance all 90 minutes and thinking to myself, man, this Wolfsburg team really is bad. But I'm looking and I'm like... Yeah, it's, it's a mix of both. Yeah, it's and I'm like, I'm looking and then I'm like, Dortmund was really good too. There was... Passing, I mean, Castro had this on the volley ball out wide. I think it was in the second half, and it was just an exquisite ball. And I'm just like, and it just deserved a, a goal off of that pass alone to go out wide. But it went out for, I think, for a corner kick. But was Dortmund that good, or was Wolfsburg just that bad, or was it a combination of both? Yeah, it was a combination of both. Um, as fans, we, we were kind of nervous, I guess, <laughs> what it would be like the first game of the season with a new coach, uh, left back. That's not a left back, uh, not playing with Dembele, the midfield kind of injured. But we responded well, and I'm pretty sure there's no complaints from any Dortmund fan today because you saw Pulisic, you saw how effective he's going to be this season. And Bosch, it, it looks seamless. It looked like he's been coaching this team for a year, and that's the most important thing, I think, that everything looks settled so far as of now. And from now on, just Bosch has to do his thing with the team. You know, you look at what he did for Ajax last year, and then you see him come to Dortmund. A lot of coaches, it takes a year, it takes six months. He comes in, and, you know, the preseason didn't start off great for Dortmund, but the Super Cup matches against Bayern really helped them. And I think going into this yeah, first game. Yeah, we look good. 
that you guys look we looked fitter we looked more energetic and I mean that goes with the youthful team and players trying to impress the new manager as well but there was no Dembele there's been this distraction cloud surrounding the team he's in France he was ignoring he's being immature you know Barcelona lose their you know their second third best player to PSG and they're trying to unsettle players from other clubs around Europe and it's just a shame that that's how you know Barcelona had to do their tactics after you know you get demolished by Real Madrid in their Super Cup, and you lose Neymar. Yeah, they're desperate at this and, point. and they're desperate, and they're trying to unsettle players from other teams, and it's just so disrespectful how they're doing it. And with everything and all the uncertainty going around Dembele, it was great to see Christian Pulisic step up. He goes into that right-hand side of the midfield. He had himself a day, had a goal, had an assist, had a really huge impact in the game. What did you make of Christian's performance on today? Uh, you saw that we deployed him on the on the right wing mostly, but he has no problem coming inside, picking the ball, going back on defense, starting possession from the defensive side of the ball. And you just you have to wonder, like, how old is this kid? Is this kid really eighteen? Because he looks so much more mature than he really is. Mm-hmm. And it's just great because. Like you said, Dembélé, this whole cloud of distraction, and he just comes in, acts like nothing's going on, gets a golden assist, and I mean, I forgot about Dembélé during this game. I don't know about you. Yeah. I mean, we didn't seem like we missed him at all, and that was, I think, the best part because everyone kind of penciled in Wolfsburg. They were in a relegation scrap last year. Just got they just survived in the playoff just by the skin of their teeth, and you thought, okay, they they spent a lot of money, and they they really wanted to reinforce the defense. They did. John Anthony Brooks gets injured midweek. He's out three months. And he's out injured for three months, yeah. And he's out, and there's this kind of air of uncertainty about Wolfsburg. And I, I was having a conversation, and I was, I'm was i looking at it, and I'm like, this this is only bad for them. You lose 3 nothing, and it only will get worse. You, you were in a relegation battle last year. The confidence, I mean, they took a hit. No Dembele, as we mentioned. It didn't, and Dortmund didn't even miss a beat. They looked fluid. They looked great. And when we look at things today, what are two things that Peter Boz's side did compared to Tuchel's side last year? What are two things that that Dortmund did that really stood out to you? That was the difference between last season and this season. What what have they improved upon, or what what's something that just stood out to you, Mark? And it's like, wow, new boss, and the boss is doing this, and it's really standing out to me, and I'm really impressed so far. Well, 100%, our possession, it's more effective. We don't just sit around with the ball in the back. And that was my biggest criticism of Tuchel, was that Socrates and Bartra would just have the ball in the back and play passes to Pisek in the left back, and we do nothing. And you see Bosch's presence and how, yes, Socrates and Bartra get the ball, but they drive it up and they give it to Gotze, to Castro, to Shaheen. And when Weigel and Dahoud come in this team and they establish themselves, it's going to be a piece of art in the midfield with mm-hmm. that trio. Mm-hmm. And that's just some, the main focus I realized today is that we actually look like we have a purpose in possession. Mm-hmm. And Tuchel last year, you sense like there was so many different things going on in the system that he was trying to accomplish, and it just didn't gel. Mm-hmm. So the possession for sure, and then the, the defense played very well too. Um, Bartro just looked like a rock back there with Socrates, mm-hmm. and Pisek played pretty well too. So just mostly in the defensive area of the team, we look pretty solid, and that's that was our main weakness last year. So it's good to see that improve. You know, you you mentioned Bartha, Bartha, and then we talked about Pulisic. 
Both of them scored some really nice goals today. I mean, some really yes, nice, some really nice standout goals. And I'm sitting there, and you see the first goal, and it's like, what a great way to start off the season. And then the second goal off of a set piece, they do the VAR thing. They think it's offsides, and then you think, is Barthas Barthas? Is it a cross? Is it a shot? Does it matter? It's in the back of the net. Which one was the better goal for you, Mark? I mean, I, I don't know. I think I might lean, I might lean uh, to it's Christian Pulisic. The American Pulisic. in me chooses Pulisic. Yeah. But uh, the, the overall fan, of course, that Barcha goal is work of art. It's yeah. beautiful. What, so do you I think it was a cross or do you think it was a shot? Uh, I, mean, I have a, a tweet I posted on my page, and it shows the angle that he looked at the, the goal and the way he kicked it and the way the foot was arced, it was for sure a shot. And it just picked his spot, put it in the corner. What a beautiful goal. It, it was a it was a piece of art. It really was. I mean, you look at it, and it was just it was what a great way to cap off that attack as well. Because they were just putting the pressure on, and it just seemed sooner rather than later the second was going to come. And you look at Dortmund. Where would you improve the team? Because obviously, I don't think Dembele is coming back to Dortmund, and I think a lot of Borussia Dortmund fans will agree with me and concur that we probably will expect him to go to Barcelona, his attitude and how everything's going. Obviously, they're hoping Barcelona that maybe this will lower the fee and they'll just try to get rid of him. I think they'll play hardball with him because he's such a good, young, talented player. And I think they'll get the $100 million. Where's a couple of positions you would improve this attack or midfield or defense if you had the opportunity with the $100-plus million that could possibly come in for Usman Dembele? I don't think he's actually leaving anymore. I think he's staying. Um, with reports that we, we, he has a contract, we, he needs to honor the contract. And of course, in any other workplace, it's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. So, and you see how we're playing hardball, like you said in the in the news and the transfers. And I just don't think he's leaving anymore. But let's say he did, I think we could still use another fullback, specifically at that right back spot. Um, the rumors of Tolian coming in, and he's more of a utility, promising player. You can play both flanks, but I really think that right back spot should be addressed more. Mm-hmm. If Goldset plays like the way he played today, then I have no problem with him starting. But you do wonder with the injury concerns and metabolism, what's going to happen with him there. So I do think we could use another midfielder, a box to box type player, just in case Goldset doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. And I think Maxi Philip is more of a striker. We saw today he, he does very well on the defensive side of the ball. He presses, like, that's in one of the new boss improvements. So I do think we could use another winger, someone like Damari Gray that was linked a couple of weeks ago, Jaden Sancho, someone that will come in off the bench that's promising we can develop. So there's just no really real improvements that we need to make. The squad's well-rounded, but some nitpicking areas there that I just pointed out. What do you think about Brandt? Do you think if Brandt were to come to Dortmund, do you think, oh. would that be, if that if they had the opportunity to sign him, would, would you take him? He's such a fantastic player. Yeah, 100% I'd take him. What about the rumors about Olivier Giroud possibly coming to Dortmund? I, I, you look at the way he plays for France, and you look at the way that Dortmund play, I think he could be a real X factor. And I think with, you know, you look at the way Aubameyang works, and he looks he looks great in in a one striker setup. If they were to go to a, uh, a variation of a four four two, I think with two attackers with Olivier Giroud and Aubameyang running off of him, and I mean I think Dortmund fans would fall in love with the Frenchman. I really do. 
You see the kind of goals he scores for Arsenal. You see that he has a, an incredible record for Le Blas and, and France. I think it's 16 goals in his last 15 appearances. And you look at a, at the French national team that's got in Lacazette. They have, you know, you look at it, Martial and Bappe. The wealth of talent right now. Yeah, wealth of, wealth of, ta- yeah, wealth of talent in attack. And I think Dortmund fans would fall in love with Olivier Giroud. What do, you, what do you think as a Dortmund fan? He's got the personality and he's got the ability to play in a side like this and play great attacking, attractive mm-hmm. football. What do you think if Dortmund were to have a variation of 4-4-2 with Aubameyang and Olivier Giroud? How important do you think... How big of an impact could a Drew have on a Dortmund side if he were to come? Because he's been linked for the last couple of weeks. I don't think that that four four two idea would happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know Bosch loves his four well, his four three three as all Dutchmen do, mm-hmm. and we saw today like that's what he's been playing the whole preseason. Preseason that's what he's going to put out there. So I don't think we'll see a four four two, but I do think Giroud would come into the side and. And play, play a piece. Uh, I think Isak, even though he had those four goals, I think he could use a season on loan in the Bundesliga club. And Drew would come in and just take the load off of bombing perfectly. Like you said, the fans would love him. He works hard. He presses high. He fit into the system, but I don't think as a starter. For sure not as a starter, but as a sub coming in, as what he does at Arsenal, mm-hmm. I think it'd be fantastic to see him there. And he's got the Champions League experience. He's got international experience. And even if a bombing were to be moved from centrally into like a mid, into the left hand side of midfield as a left winger as like a you know a, a winger that kind of drifts in with an overlapping run I think he could still be effective in that role as well mm-hmm. even though it isn't his best position or his preferred position I think they could be very uh, effective he's so, fast. Uh, he's so fast and he's so pacey and he's got the power behind it I think against weaker sides I think he could really play a huge part and be a real effective uh uh, player, one last question for you, Mark, before we let you go and enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Uh, how important was it for Dortmund to lay the smackdown as the people's champion, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, would say back in his heyday uh, on Wolfsburg today? I mean, it, I mean, I look at it and I look at the way they performed. It was exactly what they needed, and Bayern, you know, this exactly. is exactly we got what we needed. Yep, and Bayern is a team that you expect them to be contending for a title. They got some injuries. There are some question marks. There's no Jerome Botain. There was no Manuel Neuer. I know they have all the depth in the world, and they're a very strong squad. But as, I, I've, as I've had conversations with Dortmund fans and interactions with them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you have conversations at, and I've had the opportunity to talk to them. And this is, and even Byron fans will admit to this, this is the one year there's a, there's a little you know, a little clink in the armor. There's a little bit of an exposure. Mm-hmm. Changing of the guard. There's the changing of the guard. Ribery's getting older. Robin's getting older. Mueller, just, I don't know if he's going to, how he's working uh, out with Carlo Ancelotti. that's why this Dembele saga is such a shame because mm-hmm. if you look at the league, this is the one year that we could pounce. Mm-hmm. And if you look at our squad with Dembele in there, mm-hmm. this is the strongest squad we've had, I think, since... 2012 2013 yeah under Jurgen so much quality with him in there especially and I think certainly Real Madrid is on the level of their own right now yeah but in that second tier right now with everyone else with a healthy team a full Royce Weigel Dembele we could contend on all fronts and that's why it's a shame to see this whole thing go on I think if Dembele leaves there's no title chance unfortunately he's that important and like you said, we have Champions League midweek fixtures. We'll we'll get some draws and losses in there. But if we're at full strength, 
this team can win the league. And that's why you see our fans so excited because for once it feels like we're not selling our players and giving them away and we're not going to repeat that cycle. And that's what we want as fans because Mm -hmm. we've gotten so close to establishing ourselves and we're just sick and tired of coming in second, third place on all levels. And especially with the Polka one last year, we got our taste of victory. And we want to keep that going. So if Dembele stays, we could do it. And I think he will stay, which is the most important thing. All right. He is Mark. You can follow him on Twitter at 1909Miami. He is BVB Miami. Make sure you interact with him on Twitter. He's one of the best Dortmund fans in the United States. And we keep on trying to grow the Dortmund podcast, which is exclusively here on the Tyler Dunn Soccer Show. Please go on Apple Podcasts and like, rate, and review us. Give us a five-star rating. If you know a Dortmund fan or a site like Mark, like BVB Miami, that you would love to be featured on the Dortmund podcast here on the Tyler Dunn Soccer Show, let us know. Get in contact with your Dortmund friends. Let them message me. I love to get everybody involved. This is a one of the best teams in all of the world. They're a young, hungry team, and they just are willing to excite us, and they're about to have a season that can be remembered. And once again, guys, thank you for listening to the Dortmund Podcast. Mark, thank you so much for joining me today.